The proximity to this religious institution proved providential, for the couple's confessor, the sub-prior, Jean Le Grosvert, would turn out to play a major role in Hermine's life after she was widowed in 1393. Indeed, if it were not for Jean Le Grosvert, we would know nothing about the strange and often frightening events that occurred during the last ten months of Hermine's life. Hermine, like the vast majority of ordinary people of little means, would have left no trace in any official record, and we could not now attempt to resurrect her and her remarkable experiences. When the French historian Michel Moulot published his important study on the poor in the Middle Ages in 1986, he bluntly stated that the poor are people who left no records and who remain largely unknown. More recent studies of such sources as records of charitable institutions, wills, and miracle collections have brought to life many aspects of poor people's existence. We can also find ideas about the function of poor people in pious treatises where, as the potential recipients of rich citizens' acts of charity, they could help their benefactors along on the path to heaven. But we rarely hear the voices of the poor themselves. Indeed, even those people who were not desperately poor, but what we would today call middle class, left few traces, except perhaps wills or contracts of various kinds. Women left even fewer traces than men. Only rarely do we get a glimpse of what Peter Biller dubbed the common woman, that is, a laywoman who had no religious affiliation. While scholars have paid lots of attention to nuns of various orders, as well as to more informal religious groups, such as the Beguines, that is, a tiny percentage of all medieval women, the common women are much harder to grasp because they do not have many clearly defined characteristics that unite them. Many of these common women were indifferent to religion, while others, being quite pious at the same time, also wanted the world, human love, and sex. Hermine de Rems forms part of the second category, since she was married and widowed before her disturbing career as a visionary began. Because we learn about so much of her life in addition to the demonic torments and the heavenly visions she experienced, Hermine can become for us an expert witness of life as a simple or common woman in the late 14th century France. We will try to enter into her heart and mind and make an effort to understand her emotions, fears, and ambitions by listening to what Hermine lived through and how she spoke of her adventures to her confessor, Jean Le Grosvert. Living with Hermine and Jean Le Grosvert for ten months in late medieval Rheims will allow us to understand a whole range of issues central to late medieval religious and political thought and life, from repercussions of the great schism of the Western Church to devotional practices and ideas about demonic possession, from ideals for female sainthood to incipient notions of witchcraft.